Welcome to the Kingdom of Swing, presided over tonight by Artie Shaw and his great band of 1938 and 1939. The selections to be heard tonight were recorded from NBC radio broadcasts of the Shaw Band during those years from the Blue Room of the Hotel Lincoln and the Cafe Rouge of the Hotel Pennsylvania, which is today's Stafford, New York. Here's the old familiar theme and some new words from the man who wrote it, Artie Shaw. This is Artie Shaw, and that's my old theme song, Nightmare, in the background. The signature with which we used to introduce and wind up our broadcasts from the Blue Room of the Hotel Lincoln and the Cafe Rouge of the Pennsylvania, which is now the Hotel Stadler. The music you're about to hear was recorded from those broadcasts. And frankly, it comes as quite a thrill to me because I'd forgotten how wonderfully and with how much conviction the men in that band used to play. I really can't help feeling that all this has, in addition, a nostalgic quality particularly for those of us who were active either as performers or listeners in that great period of the late 30s when American dance bands were making musical history. I hope you'll have as much fun listening to these records, either for the first or the hundredth time, as we had making them. And incidentally, as I'm now having, hearing them again after all these years.
that'll give you a little idea of the spirit this early Artie Shaw band had. The soloists, by the way, on that tune together were Georgie Old. He had just joined the band a short time before. Bernie Priven was in there and George Aris, <coughs> pardon me, was also there on the trombone spot. Considering that this tune was, was a broadcast at 7 p.m. in the evening before the band had a chance to get warmed up, it uh, jumps unusually well. Drummer Buddy Rich joined Artie Shaw on December 29th, 1938, and this was his first air appearance. If you listen, you can hear uh, the typical Buddy Rich shouts of encouragement in the background, as well as Johnny Best's trumpet, Tony Pastor's impish vocal for Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> So lit up. Gosh, y'all, get up. How'd they get that size? Golly gee, when you turn those heaters on. Woe is me, got to put my cheaters on. Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Oh, those weepers, how they hypnotize. Where'd you get those eyes? wonder Artie Shaw was Benny Goodman's great competition back in that era. Here's a November 25th, 1938 broadcast recording that spotlights Artie Shaw's band vocalist of that era, rather newcomer named Helen Forrest, singing a very relaxed vocal for My Reverie.
selection that Artie Shaw plays for you tonight from his 1938 broadcast is a tune written by another band leader named Art Castle. The tune was Sobbin' Blues. Now, you may have heard this particular number on a very early Shaw recording, and if you did, you heard it with strings. These were the days when Shaw started out that he had a string quartet and a Dixieland band combined. Artie was so fond of this arrangement, however, that he had it rescored for this band. Instead of strings, he had the four saxophonists blowing long notes, sustained harmony on their clarinets, much in the manner of a string quartet. The tenor you'll hear is, of course, blown by Tony Pastor, who also played a solo in the original record, by the way, while the exciting trombone comes from the lips and slide of George Arras, who used to be a hot fiddle player before he switched to the brass department. Here is Artie Shaw and Sobbin' Blues. Thank you. 
Hardly anybody, I believe, realizes that Artie Shaw's band was playing a tune called In the Mood quite some time before Glenn Miller's band made it popular. Actually, this, this recording, this broadcast version, was made about, oh, about six or eight months before Glenn recorded it. The song was first submitted to Artie by its composer, Joe Garland, along with another fine instrumental called Serenade to a Savage. Well, Artie was fonder of the Savage tune, and he recorded it for Bluebird, principally because he thought In the Mood was much too long. Note that this version here, if you'll time it, runs well over six minutes and that it contains many parts that are unheard of in the Miller record. What Glenn did, of course, was simply to cut the, out the portions which he thought were unnecessary. Well, Artie didn't bother to do that, as you will hear, although he does say that had they had LPs or EPs back in 1938, he would have undoubtedly have recorded the number. Notice uh, the, the great unison effects and solos by Bernie Priven on trumpet, Artie on clarinet, and Ron Perry, the tenor man, who was shortly after this broadcast replaced by the better-known Georgie Alls. The tune, In the Mood, 1938. Thank you. 
there is perhaps the only known recorded version of the complete In the Mood, written by Joe Garland, played by Artie Shaw at least six or eight months before Glenn Miller recorded it. Now, you take this tune, Begin the Begin. It was fairly well known before Artie took it in hand, but once the Shaw version got around, the song was really made. Jerry Gray made the arrangement. Here's Artie Shaw's December 13, 1938 broadcast version of his biggest record hit, Begin the Begin.
As we continue with the Artie Shaw broadcast of 1938 and 39 with one of his greatest bands, here's the tune that uh, was a real swinger, tune that appeared in the Blackbirds of 1928, which immediately became a jazz favorite of all bands. Still heard today plenty, by the way. Shaw treatment is probably the swingingest ever recorded with credit going to the band's ensemble drive. The tune, Digga-Digga-Doo. another Artie Shaw original that he never recorded because he could never quite figure out how to cut it down to record size. Priven, Ald, Kitsis, Jenkins, most of the band's stars all respond to Buddy Rich's great rhythm on this October 20th, 1939 broadcast of Everything's Jumpin'.
Now the most famous of all jazz classics gets a great going over by Artie, whose clarinet is featured on several choruses of this arrangement and who shares honors with tenor man Georgie Auld and drummer Buddy Rich. This swinging opus was later lengthened by several minutes and served as a closer on theater dates. But you know, this rendition, I think, proves rather conclusively that Artie Shaw could play good blues, despite the assertions of some jazz experts that a guy has to have no money in the bank and nobody to love him before he can play this type of music. Listen to Artie Shaw's band broadcast St. Louis Blues. Les Robinson, handsome lad who used to catch a lot of feminine dancers' eyes, is featured on alto sax in this next tune, one of the few times that he was ever accorded a solo passage. He, by the way, was the leader of the sax section, played first alto with the Artie Shaw Band in, that, in those days, and today he's one of the most successful musicians in Hollywood studios. 
The happy-sounding side also has a very carefree vocal here by band vocalist Helen Forrest. The tune, I've Got My Eyes on You. think that this next arrangement sounds strangely like the style of the Jimmy Lunsford band, you're perfectly right. The arrangement was made by Eddie Durham, who played trombone and sometimes guitar in the Lunsford outfit. Artie Shaw figured that uh, if he could play both instruments well, he must be a good arranger, and he assigned him several numbers to write. Of course, this one sounds a good deal like the version which Cy Oliver scored for the Lunsford band, what with its relaxed two-beat style. Soloists here are Bernie Previn on trumpet, tenor man Georgie Auld for My Blue Heaven.
Considering the, the time, 1938 and 39, when these Artie Shaw recordings were made, there's a lot of nostalgia tied up in them. For instance, on this next recording, uh, one of his first Bluebird record sessions, Artie Shaw waxed both Nightmare, his theme, and Nonstop Flight, both his compositions, both arranged by him, and they were released back to back. But for some reason or other, Artie was never quite satisfied with uh, this record of Nonstop Flight. He thought his solo wasn't especially good, but the band just didn't seem to feel it. Maybe because it wasn't as familiar with it then as it was when it played it later on. Artie himself likes this version very much. It features some very tasty tenor saxing here by Tony Pastor, plus a brass section sound and an overall balance that's unusually good for a remote broadcast of 1938. In fact, December the 1st, 1938, when the Artie Shaw Band broadcast Nonstop Flight. What Sing 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 meant to Benny Goodman, the chant meant to Artie Shaw.
As we close the gates to the Kingdom of Swing, this is Andy Mansfield inviting you to be with us again next week for another program of America's Popular Music. America's Popular Music has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. Thank you.